Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 202. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Next Step Test Prep, the MCAT podcast is here to make sure you have the information you need to succeed on your MCAT test day. We all know that the MCAT is one of the biggest hurdles you'll face as a pre-med, and we're here to give you the motivation and information that you need to know to help get you the score you deserve so you can one day call yourself a physician. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, and I'm excited that you are joining me today. This week, we're going to take a break from our full-length one discussion and jump into MCAT timing. Now, as this episode comes out, the MCAT registration for January and March dates of 2021 has just opened as of yesterday. And so I wanted to jump in and have a discussion with Phil about registration timing and when you should take the MCAT and and the repercussions of when you take the MCAT and much more. So that's what we're going to dive into today. Don't forget to go check out blueprintprep.com and their new live online course. As of the recording of this, if this is if you're listening to this as it comes out, you can still get $500 off the launch of their new live online course at uh, or using the promo code MCATLOL. <laughs> live online launch works perfectly for LOL. Again, that's MCATLOL over at blueprintprep.com. Phil, back for another MCAT podcast. How you doing, my friend? Good, good, good. Things are changing. We got some AAMC announcements to talk about. Um, the new 2021 MCAT, kind of like what's going on with that. Going to be pretty exciting. Um, I, don't, I don't know if everyone finds it exciting. Yeah, I was, I was going to say exciting <laughs> according to who. That's the yeah. biggest question. Um, so as we're releasing this, and, and we're going to try to push this out a little bit early because... MCAT registration for 2021 opens on November 10th. Uh, This podcast is supposed to come out November 11th. And so we'll try to push this out early. No guarantees. So if you're listening to this before November 11th, we we have succeeded in moving up the timetable. If not, we apologize. But it's still relevant information to help you through the process of figuring out who... Yeah, not who, but when you should be taking the MCAT. That's really the biggest question, hopefully, that we're answering today and some of the, the frequently asked questions around, unfortunately, what we're still dealing with with 
COVID and the pandemic and the WMC and how they're handling or mishandling all that fun stuff as well. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and jump in to kind of the, the thought process of what a student should be doing, assuming they are going to take an MCAT w- that is within this date of uh, MCAT dates that are opening up. Yeah, so there's a couple of things different about this year. First off, um, they're opening up registration in phases. So like you aren't going to be able to register for all of the 2021 MCAT dates this year. It's separated over three different dates. And that's kind of new um, to have it like on three totally different dates. And so on November 10th, when it opens up, first off, it's going to be noon Eastern time. So, you know, a little bit earlier in the morning if you're on the West Coast. But um, it opens up uh, at noon Eastern, and you're going to be able to register for the dates in both January and March. There are no February dates, um, but January and March dates will be open. There are, they've announced dates for like April and May and June and July and September and like August and all of that stuff, but you won't be able to register for those dates. Those dates are going to open up. uh, So February is when it opens up for April, May, and June. And then May is when the registration dates are going to open for July, August, and September. They haven't given us an exact date at this point. We just know what month they're going to be opening those registrations. Um, I think it's kind of interesting. The, the reason that this is pure conjecture, but they had such a problem last year. No. When <laughs> they like opened up the, the, like the registration and everyone like came in there all at once. And so the whole system Phil, crashed. Phil, that's nothing new. It crashes every time they open yeah. up registration. That that's true. Um, but it was real bad this year. There were so many people. I, I had students that were like, like refreshing for like five hours. Yeah. And then they should have like, used my tech service, which a lot of people didn't get the text because I was using a new service and I didn't think through it. But, <laughs> but anyway, I had 11,000 people sign up to be texted when they did, uh, when they opened up registration. But I think the WMC this year actually was like, oh, we should have one other way of letting people know how or when we open. So they're doing email and not just Twitter this year. Yeah. It turns out, you know, tweets are not the, you know, the standard for communication at this point. Um, But yeah, so they've, they've separated over different dates. They've also allowed pre-registration. And so as of right now, the pre-registration is open. You can go in and like input your information and data. And that way they don't have like, you know, 10,000 people all trying to put in their data at the same time. Um, You can't register, but you can put in all of your data in there like ahead of time uh, to make it so that when the registration opens, maybe it's a little bit easier on the system. So I can tell they're doing a couple of things. They're at least learning. They're <laughs> learning something. Yeah. Um, and so they they have the pre-registration open. I encourage students to hop in, um, get that done if you have the chance. Um, and then registering for the, you know, register registration actually opens on November 10th um, at noon Eastern. Yeah. I really, just a heads up, I really anticipate that the January test dates are going to get filled pretty quickly. Um, because if you don't fill up the January test dates, like there's no test dates in February and so March. And so like, there's a lot of students that wanted to take the test in November or December, but yeah. you just can't, um, cause there's no test dates. And so January is the, the natural one. And so for a period of like five months, the only like test dates are the January test dates. Mm. And so I think that there's a little bit more demand for that. Now, if you want to take the test in March and uh, you have to push back to like, like two or three weeks to April. It's not the end of the world. Um, but I, I foresee the January test dates filling up pretty quickly. Yeah. 
And and just to to kind of go over COVID stuff. So this year, once COVID hit, the MCAT obviously shortened the test. Um, they got rid of their their trial questions, their experimental questions. They shortened the breaks. They got rid of the lunch, all this stuff. The they, tutorial. They the just tutorial, like cut everything. Yes. yes. Um, they had three testing times per day. So all of that is changing again as well. So they're going back to a regular timed full test. They are offering two tests per day, which is interesting because last year, pre-COVID, they didn't do this. So they're they're offering two test dates per year, uh, two, two test dates, two, two test, test times, times per, per date. date. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and so that's an interesting little twist there. So we'll we'll see how that affects and how long they keep that going. Um, talk about kind of how students potentially maybe were preparing for the full test and then started preparing for the shorter test. And now if, if they got pushed back or everything got too overwhelming, which is completely understandable and they push back to next year and now they're going back to the full test. What, what should that mindset be for those students? So first off, I, I'm probably like in the minority once again, but I think it's a good move to go to the longer test. Um, Gives the AAMC more data. They can be more confident in like the scores they're giving. But more importantly, I had a lot of students that really struggled without the lunch break, like not being able to like take a second to just unwind. And like, I I personally, like if I had to take the test, I'd rather take the seven and a half hour version than the five hours and 45 minutes, just because I need that kind of like break in the middle to kind of like, like recatch my thoughts and uh you know loosen the the muscles in my neck a little bit rather than just you know being you know stuck to the computer um for six hours which is just difficult um so that is a change um they're they're going back to the the long version they're still doing all of the normal covid protocols so you gotta wear a mask while you're in the test center and they're going to be doing the spacing which is i think why they have the two test time frames Mm. um so because they need like they can't fit as many people into a room as they used to be able Makes to. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so if they cut it, the, the population in the room in half, they need double the amount of tests and they don't want to double the test date. So they just allow you to take it in the morning and in the evening. Um, I believe it's 7.30 and 3 o'clock are the two time frames um, that you're able to do it. Yeah. 7.30 a.m. and 3 p.m. And so... Like, that's also something to consider and think about with your prep as well. I know I personally, like, the longer I get from my morning coffee, the worse my brain works. Um, (laughs) Like, I'm making up words because I, like, I have an idea I need to express, but I don't have a word for it. So, it's, like, squishability or something like that. Um, So, my my brain just naturally, I notice, works worse as the day goes on. Um, I know there's a lot of people that, you know, night owls that like get their best work done at like 10 o'clock at night and, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, they're useless. Um, and that's something that, you know, I feel like you need to kind of like keep track of what's like how you feel and like what's going on with your rhythms. Um, and that's actually kind of a bonus because in the past it was just eight in the morning was the only test time frame. And if you are someone who works a little bit better later in the day, mm-hmm. then that's a new opportunity that you didn't have before. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. The, the other thing to like factor in with that is, especially as your test date approaches, you need to be practicing at the time frame that you're going to be taking the actual test. So if you're taking your test at like 7.30 in the morning, you want to be taking your practice tests. 
at 7.30 in the morning. You want to be doing the bulk of your studying earlier in the morning, getting your brain and body used to being mentally active at that like early hour um, and vice versa. If your exam is in the afternoon. So I will note that like the 3 p.m. exam, if you sit down to take the, the exam at 3 p.m., you're going to be finishing at like 11 o'clock. And so like this is, you know, it's not a two hour exam. It's still a long exam, but you're going to be up kind of late. You know, that might be past. I'm definitely getting old. That's past my bedtime. Right. <laughs> um, so uh, something to be aware of. You might need to be able to be like mentally active. And like, you know, calculating things and interpreting graphs and charts and figures at 10 o'clock at night, which might be difficult for some people. Um, adding in to that probable rush in the January test dates when students are stampeding, trying to not only get the date they want, but the time frame that they want. Um, and so once again, tr- you want to be early in on that if you can. Yeah. Talk about, uh, we've talked about it a bunch in, in this podcast over the years, uh, but now being into the 200s in episodes and, and students just tuning in for the first time, talk about the the timing of the MCAT. You, you talked about students wanting to take it in January and, and those dates potentially filling up sooner. If a student is applying in 2021, what is the strategy around, in, in your mind, when they should be taking this test? Yeah, first and foremost, you, t- you want to take the test when you're ready. All, there's always students that are asking, like, what date will I get the best score? I'm like, well, when will you be ready, right? Like, that that matters more than anything else. That's the, the highest priority. That being said, there's some other advice on top of that. Um, the application process itself it's not the like easiest thing, like coming up with the, like filling out the application, the essays, the the activities, you know, getting transcripts, letters of recommendation. Like it turns into quite the ordeal to actually get the application together. If you have taken your MCAT like early enough, then you don't have to worry about doing that at the same time as like trying to fill out the application. You can work on your secondaries. Quick plug for um, <laughs> secondaryapps.com. Yeah, exactly. Um, which if you're unfamiliar, Ryan has a website that you can look and see what secondaries are from different schools. And I really advocate like looking at that beforehand and like trying to craft some before you get your secondaries back. So you already have something kind of written for them. But getting kind of pulled away from the, the big picture. Uh, the idea, though, is that there's other stuff that's going to be happening with the application. It's, it's as much as like a lot of students might think it isn't just take the MCAT and then you're done. Um, there's, there's more work to be done after that. Um, you want to be taking like the application generally opens in June. A lot of students want to be in that first wave, um, of applications. And so that means taking the exam like April, May at the latest, um, like early May, um, late May might be a little bit too late because this is also something we should note. Um, the MCAT is going back to the like four weeks schedule of like getting your test back. Yeah. Um, they went to like a, yeah, they went to like a two week version during COVID because so many people were like pushed back their dates that they had to like speed it up, but they're going back to the four week thing. So if you take your test May 1st, you're not going to get your scores back for like, you know, 30 to 35 days later. So we're talking, you know, like the 4th or 5th of June yeah. at the latest. Yeah. So um, if you want to be in that like first wave of application, you want to take your test before May. Um, 
Yeah. If you take the test in January. And that- let me just clarify that because that's confusing for students. So you can be in that first wave of applications without an MCAT score, right? Your yeah. MCAT score is not needed to submit your application, your primary application. It's not needed to be verified by the AAMC or any of the other application services. The MCAT is just needed for the medical school to really consider your application complete. And most medical schools will still send you a secondary without your MCAT score. So the the MCAT score isn't really holding up anything application submission wise, but it definitely gets in the way of being able to do it all. Yeah. And a lot of schools, like no school is going to accept you without having gotten the MCAT score. <laughs> I don't know. Score. I'd put an S- asterisk on that, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah, there we this go. This year with COVID, I think some schools are going to accept some some students without an MCAT score and we'll see if that gets carried over in the future. Yeah, that actually is interesting. There are a couple of schools. I think was Stanford one of them? Stanford I is one that said they w- were going to do it. There's a handful that the Students for Ethical Admissions has a list of schools that have... Um, have changed their MCAT policies. So go check them out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely look at that. If anything, I, I don't know if I expect that to pick up steam or to go backwards. Um, and, you know, the po- I, I want to say post COVID. It's not post COVID. It's not going to be post COVID. <laughs> it's not going to be for a while. Right. Yeah. But like as schools have adapted to it, um, yeah. I know admissions committees always want as much data as they want. They're never like, oh, don't give me something. <laughs> don't give me something that I can look at. Right. They always yeah. want more data. Surprised they don't uh, want shoe size. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, they want to know your shirt size so they can like pre order and plan ahead their white coats. Um, but Yeah. And so a lot of students want to take the application earlier. And I think that there is some benefit to that, especially if you can take it in like January and February or not February, January and March, because there aren't any February days. But if you can take it in those times, that gives you a little bit of wiggle room to possibly retake the exam if needed and still be in that like early wave of admissions. If you're taking your your exam in June or July and then you need to retake, like you're going to be retaking, like in order to like prep again, we're talking like late August or September. But ideally, I want to be like really clear here. The most important thing is make sure you're ready, right? Like don't plan on retaking. Like if you're, I'm going to take the test in January so I can retake it in March, right? Like no, like it would be better to just be ready in March and just take the exam and do well in March, Mm. Um, like proper planning. uh, Like, like don't, the date is less important than the actual like preparation. And so you definitely want to want to factor that in. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of students focus on our strategy for timing and, and when to actually take the MCAT and they ignore the, am I really ready to take it? (laughs) And it's like, oh crap, now I got to retake it. And it's going to delay me even more. Right. And that like stress of like, oh, I took the test. I'm not going to study for a month and you get your scores back. And you're like, oh, crap. Like, turns out I didn't do as well as I thought, which I probably should have known. Hmm. Um, and so you end up losing time and then it's kind of messier with the applications trying to going on while trying to prep at the same time. But that being clear, like the, the test date is less important than doing well. I've had students like get into med school taking the exam in August mm-hmm. and September um, I've had students that have taken the test in January and not gotten in. <laughs> and so that like, there's no like test date guarantee that like, Oh, I take it on this date and it's your best chance. Um, your best chance is when you're most prepared. Mm. Um, speaking a little bit of this, like, you know, the COVID stuff, um, something else that the AAMC has announced is they're going to keep the, the ability to um, 
like get your refunds and reschedule for free. They're going to keep that going throughout at least this, these first couple rounds of exams through January and March. They've, they've committed to that. Um, makes sense. Like, like a really bad scenario for them is somebody's got COVID and feels like, Oh no, like I can't lose the three or $400 for the, like the application fee. So I'm going to go even though I'm sick. Right. And so they, they don't want that to occur. And so they, they're allowing free rescheduling um, and get ability to get refunds up until uh, or all the way through the March exams. They have not committed to that after those exams um they're like we're missing some information from like after the march exams like they haven't given us like exactly what day the registrations are open they haven't told us if they're going to be able to do refunds a part of me feels like they might be planning on like you know if a vaccine comes out miraculously in (laughs) january uh which i'm not holding my breath for um then like oh covid thing won't be a problem in (laughs) april and may and like i I, I I would love that. I love that optimistic thought process, but <laughs> I don't I don't know if um, <sighs> that's what I'm going to like hold out for. Yeah. How about the AAMC just says, you know what? We've moved to a policy where whenever you need to reschedule, reschedule. We're not going to charge you more. Period. Yeah. That would <laughs> that would be great. Period. <laughs> and we we have we have three hundred million dollars of net assets. We're okay. We don't need your your reschedule money. Right. Especially you know. It's it's a medically related problem going on in the world right now. If anyone should be understanding, it should, I don't know, be the AAMC. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else that students should be aware of? Nope. Just planning ahead. You know, registration opens um, November 10th. Once again, at noon Eastern, um, try to get in there early if you can, but also like try to plan ahead. Most students spend somewhere between two and 300 hours prepping for the MCAT in order to prep properly. Like 250, 300 is I think what you should be shooting for. And that's a good like average, right? If you're spending like 15 hours a week studying for the MCAT in order to get 300 hours, that's 20 weeks, Yeah. right? And so that's a, that's a good chunk of time, right? That's like five months. And so maybe you, you don't need 300 hours. Maybe you only put in like 240 and that cuts off, you know, a month of prep. Um, but like plan ahead, note that like prepping for the MCAT properly takes a, a good chunk of effort, which is why we're here, right? Um, we haven't really talked so much about the MCAT itself as the application process, but definitely like tune in to the, you know, YouTube podcast stuff, um, you know, get more information about the actual exam rather than just trying to sign up for it, which is um, an ordeal in and of itself. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. So, so hopefully for students needing to take the MCAT in 2021 or beyond some good information about timing, about COVID related stuff, um, obviously tune into the AAMC MCAT Twitter channel where they seem to be pushing most of their information, unfortunately. Um, and, and obviously check out the WMC website as well. Yeah. Also just call and email Ryan every day and asking when, when what's going on with the AMC because he'll love that. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. All right. Another MCAT podcast in the books. That's not getting cut. I don't cut anything. So <laughs> th- thank you for that one. Um, we'll be back next week with another uh, deep dive into full length one from Blueprint MCAT. 
All right, so there you have it. Another great MCAT podcast for you in the books. Again, go check out blueprintprep.com. Use the promo code MCATLOL to save save $500 off of the course. And don't forget to go check out blueprintprep.com and use the promo code MCATLOL to save $500 off the new from Blueprint live online MCAT course. Again, that's MCAT, L-O-L, blueprintprep.com. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. This is MedEd Media.